0: You're listening to Time in the Word. If you are a Christian, you have divine wisdom, a saving knowledge of God and of divine truth. You have a righteousness that secures your justification. You are renewed after the image of God and will finally be presented without spot or blemish before the presence of his glory. And you will share eternal redemption, full deliverance from all the evils of sin and introduced into the glorious liberty of God. These blessings can be obtained only through a personal relationship with Christ. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 30 is one of the most comprehensive single passages in all of scripture. In today's message, The Believer's Blessings in Christ, Dr. Gonzalez provides an exposition of the passage in which he explores the blessings mentioned, defines their meaning, and draws practical applications to our lives. The title of our message today is "The Believer's Blessings in Christ," and although we're going to look at a number of passages today, the the one verse that I want to consider as our text for the for the message is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30. And in this uh, particular epistle, chapter 1, verse 30, this is what uh, Paul said: It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God that is our righteousness holiness and redemption in this passage this could be easily considered and is considered by many as probably one of the most comprehensive single passages in all of scripture it clearly speaks about the incredible blessings that belong to the believer because of the fact that they are in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It is imperative that we understand what this passage is teaching for if we do so we will be able to live in Him more successfully and truly experience the blessings that are ours uh, by virtue of that relationship. Now, the first thing I want to look at, there are several points that are going to be made from this one verse. The first thing I want to look at is the source, the source of the believer's blessing. Uh, at the beginning of the verse, uh, again, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, he says, it is because of him. According to Paul, the source of the believer's blessings is God Himself. We are, according to Paul, in Christ Jesus because of Him. I want to look at a few other passages that support what Paul is stating here in this passage. One, for example, is found in James chapter 1 and verses 15 through 18. Listen to what James said. He said, then after, uh, let me see, Uh, Then, after desire has uh, conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Listen to what he says in verse 16. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Well, according to James, He seems to agree with Paul in stating that the source of all good things, the source of blessing for the believer, and for that matter, the source of blessing for all human beings. For God pours out His blessings even on those who have not trusted Jesus Christ as as their Lord and Savior. After all, He allows the sun to shine on all and the rain to fall on all for the benefit of all. But certainly in the life of the believer, according to Paul and according to James, the source of the believer's blessing is God. He is the one who sends down to us all that is good and all that it is is a blessing for us. Another passage we can look at is in Ephesians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Listen to what Paul said in the Ephesian church. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with everything or with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Who is the source of the believer's blessings? Well, according to Ephesians, according to 1 Corinthians, according to James, it is God. God is the source of of all blessing god is the source of every spiritual blessing it is god who has blessed us with everything we need pertaining to life and godliness it is god who has blessed us with everything that we need not only to be able to live successfully as christians and by successfully i mean live a life of obedience and submission to the lordship of christ but in order to to be able to accomplish great things Uh, for the sake of Christ and for the kingdom of God Uh, one more passage that we can look at is found in Ephesians once again chapter 2 in verses 8 and 9 this is an important passage to know because it teaches a number of very important truths in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9 a a well-known passage it says for it is by grace you have been saved through faith in this not of yourselves listen it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. We are God's workmanship. We are created in Christ Jesus to do the good works that he has created for us to do beforehand. But it is God who is the source of the believers blessings beginning with the fact that he's the one who gives us the gift of faith he is the one that exercises grace and mercy and love and he is the one who alone brings about a person's salvation i am saved because god is the author and the source of all Blessings. So we have been able to establish, as we consider the believer's blessings in Christ, we have been able to establish from Scripture that the source of all blessings, the source of all good things, uh, is God Himself. Now, like I said earlier, First Corinthians chapter one verse thirty is one of the most comprehensive passages, single passages in all of Scripture, because it talks about uh, the relationship that we have now between ourselves and Christ. Paul stated that it is because of Him that you are in Christ Jesus. In fact, he goes on to say, in uh, um, Ephesians 2 uh, or in verse 29 the previous verse to the one that we were just looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30 uh, li- listen to what he says in verse 29 so that no one may boast before him listen it is important to realize that not only is God the source of all the believers blessings but that he provides those blessings so that none of us may be able to boast about the good that comes about or results from God's blessings. We cannot take credit for our salvation. We cannot take credit for the, for the blessings that we receive after our conversion, after our trusting Christ as our Lord and Savior. We cannot take credit for anything. Everything that is accomplished in and through us is accomplished by God. And He does so so that none of us could boast about the blessings and the changes and miracles that have taken place in our own life. Now let's look at the explanation of the believer's blessings as they are uh, highlighted for us in First Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30. <clears throat> First of all, we are told by Paul that Christ... God is the source of all blessing, but Christ is the believer's wisdom. Listen to what he says in verse 30. So that uh, it is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. Now what is not meant, what is it that is not meant by wisdom? Listen. It is not the fulfilling of desires of the flesh, it is not the accumulation of wealth, it is not the accumula- c- accumulation of simple facts, of mental assent. When Paul says that Christ is the believer's wisdom, the context of this verse helps us understand what it is that he means. Christ is our wisdom. This means that it is not to know ourselves. We are made to know... First of all, let let, let me break it down a little bit further. If we are to understand what Paul means when he says that Christ is our wisdom, we need to understand, first of all, that the wisdom of god is revealed to us through his word and we need to be acquainted with with his word if we are going to be wise people first and foremost we need to know ourselves we need to know what the bible says about us we need to know what the bible says about us individually we were made by god to know ourselves, the more we know ourselves, the more we understand our role in the relationship and our needs uh, in terms of, 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 of where we are with Christ Jesus. It is also meant that we are to know our own nature. If we are going to be wise and Christ is our wisdom, then we must first of all know ourselves, we must know our nature. We must know that we were once in darkness and that because of we have entered into a personal relationship with Christ, we are now in light. We have received positional wisdom. We know things that we could have never have possibly known before because of the fact that we lived in darkness, we were totally depraved, and we were incapable of anything that was divine or understanding anything that was divine apart from uh, our relationship with Christ. So not only should we know ourselves, that's part of uh, wisdom, but we should know what we are by nature, who we are by nature. and Thirdly, it is also to know who we are by His grace. Listen, Christ has become our wisdom because as we have entered into a personal relationship with Him, as we have grown in that relationship, Christ, through His Word, has revealed to us who we were, why we were, and who we now are. We we come to know ourselves, we come to know who we were uh, in our sinful nature, and we come to know who we now are because of the grace of God. Christ is the wisdom of God. According to verse 24, He is the one whom God's wisdom chose as the way of salvation. We're not only saved by His wisdom, but we are given His wisdom to replace our own. Listen, this is an, we need to make an important application right here. God, through Christ, has, by allowing Christ to become our wisdom, His wisdom has been given to us to replace our own wisdom. True wisdom, true wisdom wasn't or doesn't come from the world, but rather from God. You no longer have to make choices or depend on the on your own natural, worldly, carnal wisdom to make decisions and choices in life. Now you can perceive things through the eyes of God because Christ has become our wisdom and the wisdom of Christ has replaced our natural wisdom. We have now the ability to perceive things as God does. And we have now the ability, because we have been set free from the power of sin, the dominion of sin, and the clutches of Satan, we have now the ability to make choices based on the fact that we know how Christ thinks and the wisdom which is Christ has been given to us and replaced our own. This verse also tells us that Christ is the believer's righteousness. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30. So that you, uh, uh, that's verse 29, verse 30, it is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is our righteousness. According to Paul, according to this verse, Christ is our righteousness. Christ has become our righteousness. We as believers have experienced righteousness, that is, justification, because Christ has become our righteousness. For example, I want to look at another passage here. Romans chapter 4. Romans four twenty-four, twenty-five. 25. Listen to what Paul said. but also for us to whom God will credit righteousness for us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Christ has justified us and because he has justified us we have now experienced his righteousness. When we entered into a personal relationship with Christ, His righteousness, His righteousness was imputed to us. In other words, his righteousness was credited to us, and when God the Father looks upon a believer, he no longer sees that sinner, he no longer sees that condemned sinner, he now sees a person who is worthy of the kingdom of heaven, because in him he sees the righteousness of Christ. Listen, the Bible teaches us that Christ has become our righteousness. What that means is this. when WE ARE WORTHY OF ENTERING HEAVEN BECAUSE because THE RIGHTEOUSNESS OF CHRIST, WHICH HAS BEEN IMPUTED TO US, IS GOOD ENOUGH TO ALLOW US ENTRANCE INTO HEAVEN, SINCE IT'S PERFECT RIGHTEOUSNESS. AND WHEN GOD LOOKS AT THE BELIEVER, IT IS NOT AS IF WE HAD NEVER SINNED, FOR GOD KNOWS THE REALITY, BUT THE RIGHTEOUSNESS OF CHRIST MAKES US righteous, since it's been imputed to us, and has merited us entrance into heaven. We have sinned, therefore we have been condemned to eternal damnation because of our sin. But when the righteousness of Christ, when Christ our righteousness was imputed to us, God can take our sin and set it aside, forgive us of that sin, because the sin issue has been satisfied by the sacrifice and the righteous life, the perfect sinless life of Christ. It's no wonder why the believer, out of gratitude and love for his Savior, lives a life that seeks to honor and please and glorify God. So according to Paul, God is not only the source of the believer's blessings, but Christ has become our wisdom. Christ is the believer's wisdom. According to Paul, Christ is the believer's righteousness. And according to Paul, if you look further, Christ is also the believer's holiness or sanctification again in first corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30 it is because of him that you are in christ jesus who has become for us wisdom from god that is our righteousness holiness christ is the believer's holiness christ is our sanctification in first thessalonians chapter 2 let me read you that passage First Thessalonians chapter 2 and verses 13 through 15. Listen to what Paul said. And we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as it actually is the word of God, which is at work in you who believe. For you, brothers, become imitators of God's churches in Judea, which are in Christ Jesus. You suffered from your own countrymen the same thing those churches are suffering from the Jews. Verse 15, who killed the Lord Jesus and the prophets and also drove us out. uh, uh, They displeased God and are hostile to all Men. Listen, Christ be, be, uh, becomes the believer's holiness. In 2 Thessalonians, let's look at one more passage, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Uh, let me read you this passage. So then, brothers, stand firm and hold to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. May our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God our Father, who loved us and by His grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. Christ in ourselves, we have nothing on the by the way of personal holiness. Our positional holiness comes by virtue of our relationship with Christ, and it is God who has set us apart to live holy, righteous life. It is in Christ that we experience renewal, rebirth, regeneration and renovation it is by the righteousness of Christ that we become legally alive and by sanctification we are made spiritually alive and that is important stuff that we need to understand by the one we are entitled to glory by the other we are made ready for glory Christ is not only the believers wisdom he is the believers righteousness and he is the believers holiness and finally he says also again in in first Corinthians chapter 1 in verse 30 he says that Christ is one more thing in, term, in terms of our blessings in Christ, the believer's blessings in Christ. Notice he says, the last thing he says is, I'll read the whole verse, it is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God, that is, our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Christ is also the believer's redemption. What does that mean? That is glorification. For example, in Romans chapter 8 and verse 23, listen to what <clears throat> Paul said. Not only so, but we ourselves who, ha- who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our Bodies, Listen, Christ is the Redeemer's redemption. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30, listen to what Paul wrote to the Ephesian church. Uh, Ephesians 4.30, he said, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, which whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Listen. These verses undoubtedly speak of redemption in its final aspect, when the Lord will come to take us away and to take us home with Himself. And when, where we will be fully experiencing redemption in spirit, soul, and body. A.T. Pearson, uh, in speaking of uh, Romans chapter eight and verse thirty, and I'll read you I'll read you that passage uh, says this Romans chapter eight <clears throat> and verse thirty Paul said here, and those he predestined he also called those he called he also justified those he justified he also glorified, and this is the meaning of redemption in this passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, it ultimately speaks of our glorified state. He'll, and A.T. Pearson, in making uh, uh, reference to verse 30, the passage we just read into the life and ministry of Christ said this, His deed and His words and His practices, these show Him as the wisdom of God they then comes then come his death burial and resurrection these have to do with our righteousness then his 40 days walk among uh walk among men his ascension on up high the gift of the spirit and his session at the right hand of god have to do with our sanctification then his coming again uh, which has to do with our redemption. Uh, A.T. Pearson speaking of verse uh, 30 of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Listen. To redeem means to buy back. God by Christ has purchased us from the power of sin. He is our redemption. The one to whom we have been deli- The one whom... Uh, delivered us from the power of sin from the devil from hell and from the grave listen the source of the Christians blessing is God God is the source of all blessing and I don't know that we as Christians can truly understand all those blessings I don't know that even as studious, uh, faithful students of the Word of God, we can ever come to understand all the blessings that we have received by virtue of our personal relationship with Christ. But we must recognize and bring glory to God, and be grateful to God, and communicate to others uh, the 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 the. the faithfulness of God by recognizing that it is God who is the source of all our blessings and to recognize that by virtue of our personal relationship with Jesus Christ, Christ has become our wisdom, the wisdom of Christ has been uh, given to us in order to replace our own wisdom Christ has become uh, our righteousness the righteousness of Christ has been imputed to us and by virtue of, n- of us now having the imputed righteousness of Christ we are worthy of heaven. Uh, we, are, we are, in essence, given the right to enter heaven because of the righteousness of Christ. Christ has become our holiness. Christ has become our sanctification. In other words, Christ is the one who sets us, sets us apart and, and, and allows us to experience holy living. And Christ is our redemption. Ultimately, in Christ, we will find our glorification. It is in Christ that we will find ourselves uh, once and for all and forever in heaven in the presence of the Almighty God.